0: All right, Collateral Banter, episode 73. I'm your host, Danny T., and it is October 1st, 2020. And on this episode, I wanted to speak from the heart about American politics today. I want to dedicate this episode to those who don't live in the United States. I wanted to speak about the violation of democratic norms that are happening in the United States because I think that this is how a person like Trump is eroding democracy in America. He's not doing it by going in there and just blatantly violating the law, although he is doing that, you know, and I'll give in a couple examples of that. But I think the most pernicious thing he's doing is violating democratic norms. Norms aren't laws. They aren't even written rules. They're unwritten rules for democracy that the parties have largely obeyed. When you violate norms, you might get a political advantage in the short term, but the democratic process suffers because of it. And there are so many democratic norms that Donald Trump has come in to disrupt and destroy that to me, the impact of these is damaging democracy in America. And we're paying a price for it down the road. So I think to understand Donald Trump, it is important not to look at Donald Trump, actually. Look at people like Viktor Orban in Hungary. Look at the government in Poland currently in power and how they've governed, right? These are governments that go in, immediately try to change the constitution if they have the political power. Hungary did, Poland didn't. But Poland got around that by beginning to curtail a number of judges by creating a law that said, hey, after you reach a certain age, you must retire. They began to change the constitutional court in that country. The norms, the unwritten rules are eroded by Trump. And each one won't kill democracy, but slowly it will erode, I think, the base of trust that democracy needs. You know, I'll give you a lot of quick examples here. Donald Trump is the first American president since Nixon not to release his tax returns. Should sure, they come out now in recent weeks? We need disclosure and more information about who he owes money to, right? Because that could be influencing his foreign policy decisions. And the level of corruption there is astounding, potentially. Okay, not that big alone. Um, his firing of James Comey, who didn't do anything to deserve his firing. Donald Trump went to James Comey and asked him, to, to just you know, give Michael Flynn a pass, who was going to be his national security advisor. And James Comey didn't want to play ball. Said he was a good guy, but didn't want to play ball. You know, And uh, someone who knows Brazilian culture, what Donald Trump was asking for was something called the Chechinho, which is a term that means the little way. It's just kind of cut him some slack. You know, C- Make that deal with me. I, like, I, can, I don't mind you as, as the director of the FBI, but cut me some slack here. Do me a favor. It's something a lot of Brazilians critique about their culture that they don't like, right? It's like, hey, we got to bend the rules in this, in this situation. You know, you scratch my back, I scratch your back. When when Trump did that, I remember reading articles that Steve Bannon and other people were freaking out that he went and got rid of the FBI director who was, I think, on a trip, and there was no explanation for why that was. And then he made up a bunch of different explanations so, uh, And I've been thinking about it because there's an actual Showtime show about James Comey's experience that I think is interesting and impactful. Um, I haven't seen it, but I heard Jeff, Jeff Daniels is in it. He is one of my favorite actors. He's in this amazing show called The Looming Tower. If you ever get a chance to watch it, people should. He is uh, the main character there, and he's just out of this world. Just one of the best actors around. But yes, going back to Trump's violation of norms. So we got taxes and Comey and the firing of Comey, right? You know, the question of the legitimacy of the election results, both now in 2020 and back in 2016. Donald Trump also threatened to throw Hillary Clinton in prison, throw his opponent in prison. And maybe his supporters saw it as a joke. They loved it. They're like, yeah, throw her in prison. Maybe the logic is, yeah, we're just joking, but we really enjoy it because we hate her that much. And, and, and there might be some evidence to that because election night back in 2016, Donald Trump says to his supporters, nah, the Hillary Clinton has suffered enough. Don't worry about it. No big deal. He didn't say, yes, I'm going to go and arrest her I'm, first day. But if he had done that, a lot of his supporters would have backed him, you know? So there is that. There is a ability that Donald Trump controls in the media to control the narrative to try to gaslight people as they talk about. Okay. So a couple other violations of democratic norms. Most dangerous examples I think Donald Trump has has done is the day after he is not charged in the Russia probe. He calls up the Ukrainian president, who I think was a comedian, and promises to meet with him one-on-one if he gets Information on Hunter Biden, who is Joe Biden's son, who was presumed to be the front runner for Donald Trump, and he would be Donald Trump's strongest contender, right? And uh, Donald Trump wanted dirt on him. So he asked the president to, hey, give me that corruption that Hunter Biden's been doing in your country, and I'll give you a meeting. And that's essentially what he was impeached for. And Donald Trump doesn't care. About that, he doesn't care about the rules. He says, "Hey, this is going to this is going to uh, improve my chances of of winning re-election against what's likely to be my strongest contender." What's the problem with that? So they tried to impeach him. I think most people were convinced that yes, Donald Trump did say that, but it doesn't matter. He, even if it was, he's the president; he can't be really charged, right? Then there's the unitary executive position, right? Which isn't a norm, but it's how I think a lot of conservatives and Trump think the executive branch should run. And a lot of Democrats too. I'll be fair about that. A lot of democratic liberal presidents have gone on and said, don't worry about it. You're the president. You get away with it. You know, who cares about international law? Who cares about American law? You can violate it. You're the president. You're above the law, right? So going back to these norms, these unwritten rules that make democracy possible, that together, I think, pose a real danger to democracy, right? And I'm, and I'm telling you these, and I haven't even looked them up. They're just in my memory bank just from, from happening, you know, in, in recent weeks, months. So many happen. The Trump administration does one thing very effectively. It is to flood the media with a lot of stories in order to contain, you know, the, out, the fallout from one story. Right, so if one story is breaking, why not flood? Why not say something ridiculous and get the media talking about it? You know, he he is very effectively playing the media, I think, and successful at it. But the, these norms get violated, and people don't care about norms, right? There's no consequence to violating norms; they're not against the law. Donald Trump can violate norms; they're not against the law, right? And to me, that's that's the scariest part: is that how come people haven't created? rules behind these norms some of these norms should have been written laws you can't violate them if you do you don't get to be eligible to be president why wasn't that written down to say hey you know this unwritten rule this norm of publishing your taxes yeah that that's a law you have to release five years or ten years of your taxes full you have to release all of them right that's important to have as law it's it's ethics right it's anti-corruption laws. You got to create rules behind these unwritten, you know, norms. I'm tired of these norms, you know? Because finally someone has come around and said, well, I'm not going to follow any of these rules. And uh, the ends justify the means and I'll do whatever I want. Look, getting getting dirt on your opponent, I mean, that is that's, you know, but again, he believes the president can do whatever they want and not be charged, right? So he doesn't care. Comey taxes, getting dirt on Hunter Biden. Which he did get impeached for so that goes you know in history one of the other norms he violates and he violated especially in 2016 less so now in 2020 because he's had fewer rallies to threaten violence potential violence uh, against protesters against hecklers like i said before he was threatening to arrest hillary clinton but even just the the threaten protesters that he sees or his opponents right or the media right that's another norm right to just say hey maybe I'll pay for i'll pay for your lawyers right if you break the law if you knock the crap out of that person right did george w bush do that when fighting al gore that he threatened to to have supporters of al gore beaten up i mean no it's tragic that that it's, it's come down to this especially for democracy itself i think it's it's um the rules of the game that people tend to follow but don't follow don't follow and especially a person like trump who i think looks at Viktor Orban, looks at Poland, looks at Turkey as models. That's what he wants. He wants to accumulate greater power. And we've been, I think, on this path for a while, right? Especially with the presidency accumulating more and more power. I think that that's that's something that we haven't grappled with. The implications for political systems, because the presidency is this all-important branch in government, right? So... it's it's tragic that this is happening. And I think bigger than Trump, it's more of the executive branch and the accumulation of powers. And it's not surprising that somebody like Donald Trump came in and said, I'm not going to follow any of these rules. I'm going to create my own rules. And you're not going to do anything about it because you can't stop me because they're not my violating the law. I'll give you another norm that Donald Trump has violated. And this is potentially now not beyond a norm, but potentially criminal act, is having his fixer, Michael Cohen, pay off two porn stars with money from the campaign, right? People donate it to his campaign. He gives it to porn stars. to pay him off to keep him quiet right before the 2016 election. How about Donald Trump threatening to, to get rid of the libel laws, right? To open up the libel laws. It's another norm violated, right? So that way, if something's said about him in the media, he can sue and they maybe retract. Right? How many times? Have, I followed a lot of presidents, a lot of presidential elections. How many times has Donald Trump done that? Threatened to to change the libel laws so he can sue people in order to silence them. But people say, eh, "Is that a joke?" No, I, I think he's serious. I didn't see that as a joke. Donald Trump and probably one of the biggest violation of norms that I've seen is his attacks on the media. Donald Trump hates the media. And and if you saw the election two nights ago, Donald Trump is on a war path, not just against Joe Biden. Forget Joe Biden. Joe Biden's just the stand-in for the political class, for the political elites, for the political establishment. And allied with that establishment is the media. And Donald Trump wants to declare war on both. And that's a, that's a definite violation of norm. But George W. Bush, Barack Obama, they didn't like the media. They felt they were unfair. He treated them unfairly, wrote articles that were terrible, they thought misleading, potentially slanderous. There's always been a contention between those in power and the media. But Donald Trump violates that norm by attacking the media openly during his rallies. Enemy of the people, he called it just a couple times, right? He calls it the enemy of the people. He says they're all lying. They're all corrupt. They're all out to get them. They're all evil. They're all terrible. Well, not all, right? And he then he reigns that in, dead, right? He does that clever talk, a double speak. Yeah, terrible media. Not all of them, but most of them. Most of them, and his audience just loves it. I mean, he he's more of an entertainer in chief than a president, and it works. I want to tell you guys something so t- so shocking to me today. A friend of mine sent me an article that showed the number of people. Googling how to move to Canada an hour, an hour and a half into the first debate against Joe Biden just two nights ago. Massachusetts was the number one state, not surprisingly. It's Massachusetts. There was Michigan on that. I think there was Washington, California. I also saw Texas on that. There were just these spikes, the number of people of how to move to Canada, how to get citizenship to move there. I mean, what does that tell you, right? I mean, that there's a, a percentage of people who think Donald Trump is so a threat to democracy that they're willing to move. They think he's going to win. They think this type of attack is going to win, right? You saw Joe Biden hold back, and this is surprising to me, but it is him following a norm. I give him that. Joe Biden is following a norm by not attacking Donald Trump's kids. However, Donald Trump attacks Hunter Biden and here's, here's what Joe Biden could say to just shut up Donald Trump. You've been in power four years. You have the FBI. If Hunter Biden did something illegal, charge him, charge him. You have the FBI, you can investigate. If he broke any American laws or broke any laws, charge him, charge him, charge him. He's a man, charge him. If he broke the law, you've been governing for four years, charge him. Now, what I'm saying is Joe Biden could have attacked Donald Trump's kids, who, by the way, work in government. So, I don't think that would exclude them from being targeted. You work in government, you can be attacked. When you have Donald Trump's son in law, Jared Kushner, okay, needing a bailout from the Qataris for his 666 deal in New York, okay, the boondoggle that was that cost them hundreds of millions of dollars, they got Qatari money. Guess what Donald Trump did once they they bailed out Kushner? Donald Trump removed the sanctions that were placed by Saudi Arabia on Qatar. Again, that's an ethics violation. That would be, who's gonna charge him? Who's gonna do anything? I don't know. I'm telling you this right now as a listener. Donald Trump has nothing to worry about. Nothing to worry about on that case. The using hush money to pay porn stars if you were using campaign funds, maybe, maybe. That hasn't been proven, that's an accusation. I'm, I'm not accusing him, I don't know. That is what it's, it, that's a violation of the law. Uh, that's different than a norm. So these norms, again, individually alone don't matter so much. But together, I think they pose a real important challenge. Again, here's another norm that Donald Trump and the Republicans have violated is giving the presidency the right to appoint a Supreme Court nominee while president. Obama had eleven months before his term ended. Nope, we'll vote whenever we want to vote. And now 49 days before an election, the Republican is now in the White House and the Republicans in the Senate. Yeah, we don't care. We're not going to let the American people decide. It's it's our right to decide. And and by the way, Joe Biden had the worst response to that. He didn't say anything. He was just like, yeah, I'm sure she's qualified, but you know, he didn't really have an answer to that. I thought Donald Trump won that. I thought Donald Trump was stronger in the beginning. Then he got a little, he he, he didn't do as well as he could have. Joe Biden, I think, got stronger. As the debates went on, he got used to Donald Trump's because the Donald Trump, it's all show. It's all about spectacle. It's all about getting ratings and money. And I know that the commission on presidential debates still wants it to be a a place where people can learn about the debate and all that. No, Donald Trump, it's about ratings and money. Forget everything else. Educate people on positions. Who gives a shit? You know, he's laughing at that. He's taking a piss on that. That might be, again, a democratic norm that we used to have. Okay, I always go back to these norms. These are the unwritten rules that make democracy possible. Donald Trump doesn't give two shits about that, okay? He doesn't care. To him, it's about accumulating wealth, power, money into furthering his, his base's interest. You know, he'll support anything if he thinks his base supports. There is one thing, though, that's different than all others. It is building that wall. That he can't betray. That he does that, he'll get, he'll get pummeled and he knows it, you know? So that he knows it's it's almost as if Bernie were to win the nomination. I think Bernie could violate every single promise he made except single payer. That's that's to me the heart of Bernie Sanders' political program. I can I can go negotiate with the largest companies, maybe give them zero tax uh, zero taxes all across the board. You know, whatever Bernie would be able to negotiate any stinking thing he wants with anybody except single payer. Single payer he betrays, they'll come after him. That's, that's the red line. And Trump has that with the wall. So again, norms. Norms are important. Norms are unwritten rules to the democratic process. Again, the Supreme Court rules. Now, now the Democrats are potentially going to go and say, you know what? We'll appoint people to the, to the Supreme Court of the United States. Now They haven't said that, but it's likely to happen. But, Don, but Biden won't say what he'll do. And that's smart. Don't say it. That's actually politically smart. Who cares? He'll hold it to his chest and say, you know what, I'm not going to tell you. But that's a violation of norms, right? So now one norm that Donald Trump violated or that Republicans violated during Obama and that Trump has continued, right? Now it is, hey, I might lose this election, so I might as well nominate somebody and have a 6-3 conservative majority in the court, right? Really shifts the court to the right. But now the Democrats feel like, oh, I'm going to go violate the norms. And here's the scary part that I was ranting about yesterday, in the previous episode, Collateral Banter, about the rewards to violating norms that Republicans get. Republicans violate norms. They don't get punished for it. The American people aren't punishing them for violating norms. Democrats try not to violate norms, have, but try not to. Threaten it. You know, FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who a lot of leftists love, right? Except for the part about the camps. But let's let's overlook that a little bit he was threatening threatening to violate norms didn't for the supreme court he threatened to pack it said you're gonna pa- you're gonna allow my legislation to stand or i'm gonna pack the court played hard ball with the political elites at the time and got his way that's what i want to say you know all this episode i've probably used the word norm way too often but those are really important to the democratic process to staying a liberal democracy, which I believe in, above all else, above all my criticisms of everything I possibly have, capitalism, everything, are democratic norms, because I believe in democracy. I do. I believe in it, and I have to fight for it, because to me, it is the most important thing. Going down this autocratic route, which we're not there yet, but we're headed there. Either we stop it, or we're going to live with some autocratic authoritarian government. And I don't care if I get those results, right? Because I've already seen all the authoritarian governments in the past and we know how they end. In the beginning, it's fine. Everything seems normal until it collapses on itself, until it's so corrupt and the economy stops functioning and the government stops functioning, right? And it's got all of these structural problems, right? And so people forget that. So yeah, I, I really believe in a, a democracy and democratic norms are important that political parties follow, and, and Donald Trump doesn't care, so he goes and attack the media. It's not a crime. It's a norm. And he does that. It just slowly erodes a democratic process. He doesn't allow, he wants to pass a Supreme Court nominee, even though it's 46 days before an election. And they said, hey, during Obama, it was 11 months. Now, now, It's whoever controls the Senate then. And you know what? Rep- Americans rewarded the Republican Party in 2018, they could have corrected this. They could have voted Democrats in both the House and the Senate. They didn't, right? The Senate's always harder. It always favors Republicans. There are more states, right? So they each get two. So it's sort of a counterbalance against this majority opinion, right? Just exactly how the Constitution's supposed to work, actually. You know, people always talk about that. Why don't we get rid of the Senate? That's a barrier against majoritarian rule. I mean, it's the last protection for sort of, you know, a- anti-majoritarian rule. And it's how it's supposed to function. Otherwise, there's no balance to the government. And you need a balance in government. And I believe in that. I think one of the dumbest ideas is supported by a few Democratic nominees. I'll I'll pick on Warren on this one. She wants to get rid of the filibuster. But think about it. You get rid of the filibuster, it's whoever controls the Senate and the House and the presidency. Does she think the Democrats will always control that? What would have happened if we had abolished the uh, filibuster in 2016? Republicans could going to have gotten rid of Obamacare right away. Boom. Done. And actually Trump asked for that. And by the way, another norm that Donald Trump violated, when Xi Jinping of China removed limitations on his term limits, he decides to tweet something out to the effect of, hey, maybe we should consider having a a president for life. Maybe it was a joke. But he's, he's, again, I, I can't tell what's a joke and what isn't. Maybe that's a joke but maybe he wants a a president for life. And as I talked about in my previous episode, I believe Donald Trump will try to create a prime minister position if he wins re-election. And he will try to govern to some degree that the constitutional permits as a prime minister of the United States. If a Republican wins, obviously in 2024, and he'll do the best he can to keep them power. And that's that's where we're headed, essentially. There's another violation of democratic norms, creating a prime minister position. Americans elect presidents. Well, we'll change that. Who cares? Is there a law against creating prime minister positions? As far as I can tell, no. I mean, you're creating another bureaucracy, another layer of government. Why would, why would that be illegal? Well, there are some powers designated to the presidency. Okay, maybe we can give some powers, delegate some powers to a prime minister position. Well, who did this? Uh, a lot of people did this. Turkey did it. Look at them now. Right? Russia did it. Vladimir Putin had to go two terms as president and then prime minister, but Dmitry Medvedev was president, nominated Putin as prime minister. And of course, they delegated some power, and then they eventually did the the old switch the chairs around. Putin ran for president, Medvedev got to be prime minister. You know, it's the kind of rules. Again, de- violating democratic norms. That's what that's what Collateral Banter is for. Seventy three is you violating enough of these norms, we're now in a dangerous place, and now the Democrats feel they have to violate democratic norms in order to keep their base happy because their base is near revolt. I am going to record more episodes, but I'm doing two this week. Hopefully, people appreciate it. Thank you for listening. I'm Danny T. More to come from Collateral Banter. I'll be interviewing more people. I'll be talking about these very issues because it's about democracy to me.